Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And of course, we have got a lot to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. And believe me, Howard, you picked a good night to join us, Howard. We're going to have a lot to discuss, Howard, here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, the big story, of course, is what happened last night on Monday Night Raw. As you know, Monday Night Raw last night was in Cleveland, Ohio, however. And let's just say it was not one of the better shows of the year, if you will, Howard, despite a good opening matchup. We saw Ric Flair announce the fifth and final member of his team, of course, coming up against Team Hogan, coming up a week from this Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, at a crown jewel in Saudi Arabia. It is the scarred psychopath himself, Drew the Dragon Slayer, destroyer McIntyre, if you will. Of course, Ric Flair seemed to be a little out of it last night. We also saw what was a very weak main event, of course, the Street Profits of Montez Ford and Dawkins teaming up with Kevin Owens, who was only in the ring for less than only two minutes, Howard, teaming up against the original club, the OC, if you will, AJ Styles, Luke Dallas, and Carl Anderson. In addition to that, we also saw what happened with Rusev, Lana, Bobby Lashley. You had a lot to rant about last night, how your podcast, Howard, how does that help the show? How do you again? Was this, in your eyes, maybe one of the worst shows, if not the worst show of the year in your eyes? Yep, it was. And a lot of people are wondering how much... Well, you want to know why? Please. Because of Vince McMahon again. Agreed. Agreed. A lot of people are talking about Paul Heyman, as you know. A lot of people saying that Paul Heyman is out of touch with reality. Of course, we saw what happened in a segment involving Rey Mysterio, Paul Heyman, and Sheldon Benjamin and Cain Velasquez. Uh, we saw none of the women in action last night. Of course, they were... On I tell you what, J.D., if Vince, Vince, Paul, yeah. Kevin, and John keep, and Mr. Laura Nice keep doing this, guess what? The last thing they're going to end up is in a prison cell. <laughs> I wouldn't say a prison cell, but I would say they're going to be uh, basically axed, if you will. I mean, that's how bad it is. I mean... 
You talk about pathetic folks. I mean, and last let Big night, Bubba after them. What's that? And let Big Bubba after them. <laughs> That's true. Well, last night, folks, I mean, we talked about a disastrous Monday night football game. The New England Patriots absolutely sandbagged the New York Jets 33 to nothing, absolutely destroying Sam Darnold and the New York Jets and making them crash, if you will, no pun intended, if you will. It was a very ugly scene there at MetLife Stadium. We also saw what happened. Of course, no women last night except on the pre-show. We heard Natalia took on Sarah Logan. Mojo Raleigh took on No Way Jose in the warm-up, if you will. But a lot of people are also talking about what was a very interesting title matchup, if you want to call it a title matchup, as the architect Seth freaking Rollins, how took on Humberto Carrillo, how 205 Live, getting his first opportunity against the architect and making his Monday Night Raw debut. I know you have a little bit to say about this, John, however, in your podcast, but in case anyone didn't hear her, what were your thoughts about the debut of Humberto Carrillo last night against the architect, despite the architect not getting a very Hold well- Hold on a second, Jenny. I got a phone call. Okay. Uh, John is uh, going to step out for a minute, however, because uh, he has a call to- not to- uh, okay. It was a bill collector. Oh, okay. But, uh, John, we were just talking about Humberto Carrillo and Seth Rollins. What were your thoughts about You're lucky I didn't. And you know, you're lucky I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't curse her out on live television. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know John is getting the new 2K20 video game, which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is up today. That was a good know. match between Carrillo and Rollins, I will say. Yes. Of course, we will have a lot more to discuss about this tonight, ladies and gentlemen, on Revolution 138055-pound. GTS and I will have your news headlines with John, and I, of course, will be supplying the data. And also, we will be keeping an eye on the big World Series game, if you will, with Game 1 tonight. Don't forget, of course, this Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, however, will be a very special edition of Wolfpack 138521-pound. That'll be very interesting. Of course, we will have lots to discuss. John will have the birthdays and dates of GTS, and I will have the news for you again. That will be getting underway, ladies and gentlemen, however, believe it or not, however, at 9 p.m. Now, this Friday, ladies and gentlemen, however, due to complications for tomorrow, however, the wrestling debate and outside the ropes have been pushed back a couple days, if you will, due to the fact that the Iceman will be attending, however, the AEW show. Yes, all wrestling will be attending, however, the Peterson Event Center tomorrow night in Pittsburgh. And tickets, I believe, are just about sold out. I'm going to try getting tickets if I can at the door. One of the matches that you will see, ladies and gentlemen, will be the Lucha Brothers versus, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the private party. That should be very interesting. Also, it will be the Bastard Pock taking on John Moxley, if you will. Dr. Britt Baker will be making her hometown return, if you will. We will see Riho, I'm sure, Cody Rhodes, maybe Ty Dillinger, a.k.a. Sean Spears, Tully Blanchard, Brandy Rhodes, the whole AEW game will be in town tomorrow night, and it should be an exciting night of action coming up tomorrow night at the Peterson Event Center. The fun begins at 8 p.m. on TNT AEW Dynamite, live from the University of Pittsburgh, and you don't want to miss it on TNT. Also, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, of course, ladies and gentlemen, of course, however, because of the debate, however, that will be pushed back to Friday. That will mean outside the ropes will also be preempted tomorrow night due to a prior obligation from Mr. WCW from what he told me earlier today. So, John, we will not have outside the ropes tomorrow night, however. That will be pushed back to Friday night at 7 p.m., 14187. Of course, we'll talk about the latest politics, movies, and sports uh, Friday night. 8 o'clock, of course, the debate will go on uh, due to the fact SmackDown will be on FS1 this week, they will be live at Sprint Center in Kansas City, Missouri, the home of Baron Cockstain Clown Shoes, uh, uh, Creepy Corbin, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to join me on the radio. Join myself, John, and Nell, and, of course, the Heartbreak Kid, as well as Mr. WCW, the King of Kings, GPS, and MLB. We will have a lot to talk about as Crown Jewel will be coming up this next Monday. We will be giving you our predictions on our go-home show for Raw, however, Prior to the show in St. Louis this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, but we will also talk about it how with our prediction roundtable discussion this next Monday, however, at 3 p.m. You don't want to miss that. Plus, we'll talk about the latest football, college, and pro news. And, of course, this week, however, we got some big games. John's boys, of course, will be playing Minnesota this Thursday night in Minnesota. My boys will be playing, of course, this next Monday against the Miami Dolphins in Pittsburgh. However, we do understand that Mason Rudolph did take some practice snaps today. He will practice again tomorrow, and it's which point we could find out from Coach Mike Tomlin by Thursday. He will probably get the starting nod, however, over Duck Hodges, 
the third string quarterback, if you will, next Monday night, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, however, as far as that goes, how intense, of course, the Steelers have the first of a three-game home series. Of course, the following week, they will be playing Indianapolis at home at 1 p.m. at Heinz Field. And then on the 10th, ladies and gentlemen, they will have a 4 o'clock game with the Los Angeles Rams as they invade Pittsburgh here in the Steel City. And, of course, I have some friends who will be flying in for the Rams game for that game. And, of course, again, that game will be on November 10th, ladies and gentlemen, the day before Veterans Day, of course, ladies and gentlemen. And that will be commenced at 4 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, live on Fox, if you will. But as we said, folks, game one of the World Series tonight, John is very stoked for that. Of course, his boy, Max Scherzer, will be pitching against Garrett Cole in the Houston Astros. Game two tomorrow night, Steven Strasburg will probably get the nod against Zach Greinke, unless Corbin against Greinke, and they will say Strasburg for game three back on Friday in Washington. We will let you know about that we'll be throughout the week as far as what the World Series looks like. It should be a fun World Series, and, of course, we will keep you up to date with that story. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk a little bit more about Crown Jewel now, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, of course, uh, it is coming up, ladies and gentlemen, a week from Thursday, and some of the matches you have um, already heard, ladies and gentlemen, for the big Crown Jewel show include the following. It will be Mansoor, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, Mansoor, however. The man who earlier this year, however, won a big match in Saudi Arabia. will get his opportunity yet again, however, against Zara, ladies and gentlemen. The Swiss Superman will be taking him on in one-on-one action. Also, ladies and gentlemen, in an interesting match that has serious ramifications, ladies and gentlemen, it will be the monster among men, Braun Strowman, taking on Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury, as you know, the Gypsy King, says that uh, he is ready to become the king, if you will, and is looking to knock the monster down. Well, the monster has not been now finding Tyson Fury's antics amusing, to say the least. Let's just say it's going to be a very intense match between those two. Also, ladies and gentlemen, how about this one? In a Falls Count Anywhere match where this match cannot be stopped for any reason, it will be looking the man looking to burn it down one more time. Seth freaking Rollins, ladies and gentlemen, taking on the fiend Bray Wyatt. And we understand that this Friday in the Firefly Funhouse in Kansas City, Bray Wyatt has a specific message for his challenger, Seth Rollins, especially after Seth burned down the Firefly Funhouse a week ago in Denver. And you can imagine that this coming Friday night in Kansas City, there is going to be some big intensity between the architect and the master of the uh, Firefly Funhouse, if you will, Mr. Bray Wyatt. In addition to that, ladies and gentlemen, it will be a nine-team tag team turmoil to see who is the best team in the world, and here are the teams that they will be competing in. Biggie and Kofi Kingston will be competing in, minus Xavier Woods, due to the fact that apparently Xavier Woods tore his ACL for his Achilles yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, at a show in Sydney. As a result, he will be looked over in the next couple of days, and at which time we will find out how much time he may miss. He might miss a good bit of time because of this. Also, the current Raw Tag Team Champions who won the belts a week ago in Denver, Eric and I are looking to be uh, raiding the house, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, looking to uh, add another uh, trophy to their legacy. We'll also be in the tournament, plus Heavy Machinery, Otis and Tucker, the Lucha House Party, Lindsay Dorado, Grand Metalik, and Kalisto, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, The Revival, Dash and Austin, however, the OC, Gallows Anderson and Anderson, Ziggler and Rue, the former Tag Team Champions, and yes, the B-team, 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 go, go, go. Curtis Axel and Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas will be also competing. But, John, I did hear one team that could be in this uh, tournament, and not many people are uh, talking about them right now. It is Aikam and Rezar. The AOP could be back in full swing very soon, and they could be writing their own legacy. And if I'm all these teams right now, I'd be very, very careful. But the AOP means business, and they have meant business since cutting these promos over the last several months. Your thoughts about the AOP possibly returning in Saudi Arabia? Okay, I think John is uh, out right now. No comment. No comment? Okay, thank you very much, John. That's all right. And then, as we said, this is a feud that is 10 years in the making, ladies and gentlemen. We saw what happened 10 years ago at USB between these two gentlemen. Cain Velasquez, ladies and gentlemen, fought Brock Lesnar 10 years ago in UFC and basically busted him off Now, fast forward 10 years Brock Lesnar is the new uh, SmackDown champion in Tokyo just a few weeks before, ladies and gentlemen. And now he has his first and toughest title defense today coming against a man he knows all too well, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, folks, here's the last 
Thank you so much, Uncle. This is your heart slash nephew. This is Shirley Junior, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be in battle with Brock Lesnar and That's very interesting when those two get it on, however, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, however, as we will see those guys, however, 10 we are coming up tomorrow afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, in Melbourne, Australia. We understand that we're going to games in Melbourne tomorrow and actually have her autograph a copy of WWE Now, unfortunately, she won't be there until 5.30 due to the fact how they will be having a house show later in the evening, which will be later on tonight slash early tomorrow morning. Meanwhile, of course, we told you where the superstars are going to be on Friday as they will be returning home after tomorrow night, however, tomorrow night's show, or should I say that you're on tonight's show, if you will, how slash tomorrow morning. Meanwhile, speaking of Charlotte, of course, Charlotte will be talking to her fans in Arnold, Missouri, say this Monday, however, the Cricket Wireless Store at 3910 Vogel Road, 6310. This Monday from St. Louis. Yes, folks, we return to the gateway to the west, if you will, St. Louis, Missouri, as Monday Night Raw will be coming up, ladies and gentlemen, this Monday. This Friday, ladies and gentlemen, tickets will go on sale for these events. Our ladies and gentlemen, you might want to mark these on your calendar right now. This one, Friday, okay. December 6th, gentlemen, live from Greenville, North Carolina, Crown Coliseum. The show will be taking place that night, ladies and gentlemen, live from Fayetteville, and tickets go on sale this Friday for that show there. That will be coming up in the first week of December. Also, this Friday, ladies and gentlemen, the final Raw of the year and the final Raw Radio of 2019. Wait a minute. Will commence, however, on Monday night, December 30th, right before New Year's Eve, ladies and gentlemen, as we will be up in WWE's headquarters, if you will. That's right, folks, the Nutmeg State of Connecticut. And yes, folks, we will be in the city of Hartford. That's right, Hartford, Connecticut, ladies and gentlemen, on Monday, December 30th. And tickets will go on sale for that show, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up, ladies and gentlemen, however, this Friday morning at the XL Center for that big, exciting show on December 30th. Meanwhile, however, the WWE will be also in these locations during the next few days, including Jacksonville, Lakeland, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and among many others, ladies and gentlemen. Now, coming up, ladies and gentlemen, a week from this Friday. All right, JD, that was my mom, and I'll be, I'll be right back. I got to get that, that game, but I will, I shall return. All right, take your time, John. No problem, ladies and gentlemen. John getting the 2K20 game. However, as he is stepping out for just a few moments, he will be returning to us shortly. We appreciate that, John. Thank you very much. As we said, folks, coming up, of course, a week from Friday, we will be in Buffalo, New York, ladies and gentlemen, at the Key Bank Center, ladies and gentlemen, in Buffalo, New York, next week, however, for SmackDown Live. Also, ladies and gentlemen, next Saturday, come meet the New Days, as uh, Big E and Kofi will be talking to their fans in New Orleans, at the Ernest N. Moral Convention Center from 3 o'clock to 6.30, ladies and gentlemen, a week from Saturday. Also, ladies and gentlemen, next Sunday morning from 8.30 to 12 o'clock and from 12 o'clock to 3.30 p.m., come meet Seth Rollins, Ricochet, Sasha Banks, and, yes, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross at Caroline's on Broadway at 1626 Broadway. Meanwhile, coming up two weeks on Monday, ladies and gentlemen, we will be in Uniondale. That's right, Uniondale, New York. Get ready, Nassau County Coliseum, Long Island, home of Mick Foley. We are going to be coming back to your hometown, however, Ladies and gentlemen, on Monday night, November the 4th, then Friday, November 8th, ladies and gentlemen, the superstars invade Manchester, England, as we head over to Jolly Old England, ladies and gentlemen, as Raw and SmackDown takings will commence that night at the Manchester Evening News Arena, as that should be a very exciting show. Then, Friday, November 15th, folks, Philadelphia, get ready, the home of Big Diesel, Gregory Kramer's neck of the woods. We return to the city of Brotherly Love, the home of Cheesesteak, the Liberty Bell, and Rocky Balboa, as... SmackDown Live will be coming to you live from the Wells Fargo Center. Then, Monday night, November 18th, ladies and gentlemen, however, we will be in Boston. Yes, folks, Beantown, get ready. We're coming back to your town as Sasha Banks and her hometown will open up the doors to us, however, right before Survivor Series on Monday night, November the 18th. And then, folks, get ready for a treat. Oh, this is going to be fun, folks. I can tell you right now. First off, Friday night, November 22nd. The All-State Arena will have SmackDown Live in Chicago. Yes, folks, we return to the windy city of Chicago, ladies and gentlemen, and that should be a great time. Saturday, November 23rd, it will be NXT War Games 3, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, War Games 3 will be coming to you live in the same building that we were there the night before, ladies and gentlemen, at the All-State Arena. Then, Sunday, November 24th, Survivor Series will be coming to you live, ladies and gentlemen, in Chicago, 
at the same venue, followed by Monday Night Raw on the 25th, the Monday before Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen, in Chicago. So, folks, four straight days in Chicago. It's going to be a lot of fun. Plus, in addition to that, at the Sears Center in Chicago, AEW will be coming to you live the day before Thanksgiving. So, folks, five big events within a week-long span of the Windy City. You can imagine Chicago is going to be the place to be in late November. Then we start off December in a big way, ladies and gentlemen. But before we tell you about that, let's tell you we're going to be close out November, ladies and gentlemen. Friday, November 29th, will be at the Legacy Arena in Birmingham, Alabama. Tickets went on sale last weekend for that show. And, of course, tickets are still on sale for that big show coming up on the 29th of November. Then, Sunday, December 1st, ladies and gentlemen, Starcade. Yes, folks, Starcade will be coming to you live, ladies and gentlemen, from the Infinite Energy Center, ladies and gentlemen, in Duluth, Georgia. We do not know yet if this is a WWE Network special or not, but we will keep you up to date with that as tickets will go on sale this weekend for that event there in Duluth, Georgia. Also, ladies and gentlemen, this weekend, tickets will go on sale for the Monday Night Raw show coming up December 2nd as we return to Music City, USA. Yes, folks, Nashville, Tennessee, get ready. The Stone Arena, Bridgestone Arena to be exact, will be rocking and rolling, however, in Nashville, however, we will definitely have some delicious Nashville spicy fried chicken, listen to some blues and also some good old music, country music, that is, in Nashville on the 2nd of December. That should be a lot of fun. Then, folks, coming up, we told you about where we're going to be on the 6th, so you don't have to worry about that. Then, Monday night, December the 9th, we return to Greenville. Yes, folks, Greenville, South Carolina, at the Fonsecure's Wellness Arena. Tickets will go on sale two weeks from this Friday, ladies and gentlemen, Howard, for that show, Howard, coming up in Greenville. Then, Friday, December 13th, ladies and gentlemen, two days before my birthday, however, believe it or not, we will be in Milwaukee. Yes, folks, we return to Brewtown, if you will, at the Fearsoft Forum, ladies and gentlemen, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, heading into TLC, the final show of the year, which, by the way, will be on Sunday night, December the 15th, if you will, at the Target Center in Minnesota, however, Minneapolis, Minnesota, to be exact. Then, Monday, December 16th, this is what you want to listen up to, folks, if you're in the Midwest, Tower, and this is uh, for all you Midwest fans out there. Monday night, December 16th, ladies and gentlemen, we will be in Seth Rollins' hometown of Des Moines, Iowa, ladies and gentlemen, at the Wells Fargo Arena for Monday Night Raw. The next night, however, that's the next night, folks, we will have a very special preempted Christmas edition taping of Raw, however, live at the Tyson Event Center, not far from Des Moines, in Sioux City, Iowa. That will air, however, the following Monday, the Monday before Christmas Eve, ladies and gentlemen, live at the Tyson Event Center in Sioux City, Iowa. So those of you who are wondering what's going on, here's the way it looks right now. December 15 will be in Minnesota, of course, Minneapolis, Minnesota, on my birthday for TLC. The next night will be in Des Moines, Iowa, at the Wells Fargo Arena in Des Moines, Iowa, for Monday at Raw, that will be live. The following night, however, we will have a very special taped edition that will air the following Monday before Christmas Eve, ladies and gentlemen, live at the Tyson Event Center in Sioux City, Iowa. Meanwhile, however, Friday, December 20th, however, our next to last SmackDown of the year will be taped, or should I say not taped, but will be live, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. I said live, live at the Barclays Center as we return to Brooklyn, New York. That should be a lot of fun. The Friday before Christmas is uh, WWE will be celebrating the Christmas holiday season a little bit early, if you will. And then two days after Christmas, ladies and gentlemen, we will wrap up the um, year in style, ladies and gentlemen, with the final SmackDown of the year. While WWE will be doing a holiday tour live day tower in Pittsburgh that Friday night, and then the next night in Toronto, as well as in Baltimore and in Hershey in the days to come, however. SmackDown, ladies and gentlemen, will be coming to you live, however, from the Little Caesars Arena, as this will be our final show of 2019, soon to begin 2020, ladies and gentlemen, live from Detroit Rock City. Yes, folks, we're coming back to you, Detroit, at, right after Christmas, and what will be an exciting Friday night, however, on Friday, December 27th, at the Little Caesars Arena. And yes, folks, tickets are already sold out for that show, I have heard, as well as the show in Brooklyn so far. So if you're still trying to get tickets for the Christmas holiday rush, however, and maybe before, after the Christmas rush, good luck. I implore you to try to start looking uh, on other places as well besides StubHub. They've talked about some other places that they could have some tickets available, still available for both of those shows, but we will keep you up to date with that story. However, that is where we're going to be over the next several weeks. So, folks, we're going to be very, very busy coming up in the next month or two as we wind up 2019 and soon to begin 2020. But, again, folks, we already told you we're going to be this Friday and this next Monday, Kansas City and St. Louis, followed by Buffalo a week from Friday. Then we head to Saudi, or should I say, 
We head to Saudi Arabia a week from Thursday, then a week from Friday. We head back home from Saudi Arabia into the U.S. Tower, into upstate New York and Buffalo. Then we head over to Long Island, Long Island, New York, the home of Mick Foley. Head over to the European tour for about 10 days or nine days or so. Then we return home, Howard, right before Survivor Series and have shows in Philly and Boston. And then we head out to Chicago right before Thanksgiving to close out the month. So, folks, we're going to be very, very busy over the next several weeks, if you will. So, folks, you don't want to miss that as well. 1-605-562-0444, caller ID, one three nine nine two six pound If the caller ID just hit one and you're on with me, I'm your host, the Iceman, Jared Dijon, here in episode 190, 10 episodes away from uh, history itself, ladies and gentlemen. And looking at our account, ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you right now when we're going to be hitting history here is I'm going to pull it up right now here on our calendar. As of tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are at 190. Um... We will tell you when we will hit the 200 mark here in just a second. We're looking at it right now. Well, folks, we will be hitting it in a very special way, folks. I can tell you right now, tonight, however, officially, the mark where we will hit it, however, is going to please you all. And this is going to surprise you all. When John comes back on the line, I think it's going to surprise him even as well as the rest of our viewers, ladies and gentlemen. We will be hitting the history mark itself of number 200. In a big way, ladies and gentlemen, right after the Christmas holiday. In fact, we will be hitting it the night of New Year's Eve. Yes, folks, coming up on December 31st, folks, we will be hitting history itself, power in a big way to close out 2019 and begin 2020 in a big way in a new decade as we will hit history in itself with episode number 200 of Wrestling Revisit. And that is going to be very exciting to say the least. So, again, we are less than... Uh, literally a month and a half away, almost two months away from hitting history in itself, ladies and gentlemen. If we hit it before then, we'll let you know. But right now, we can tell you that is the official timetable of when we will hit history itself, folks. So that is going to be very, very exciting to say this when we hit it coming up on December 31. Um, some other news to report, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, as you know, a lot of people are talking about what's been going on in the news today. Of course, earlier today, the Atlanta Falcons, of course, traded Mohamed Sanu. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, however, believe it or not, was traded earlier today. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we heard uh, some other news that's going on. The Denver Broncos have acquired Emmanuel Sanders from uh, San Francisco Foreigners have acquired Emmanuel Sanders from the Denver Broncos in exchange for a third and fourth round pick next year which also includes a fifth-round pick pending the physical by Emmanuel Sanders. Sanders will KCNC television earlier today. He left the Broncos State. He's practicing against the great runout in Denver a lot of good times. So it looks like how he is on his way to the area, if you will. Also, ladies and gentlemen, a surprise, ladies and gentlemen, Quandry Diggs and a seventh-round pick have been traded to the Seattle Seahawks. From Detroit for a fifth round pick, however. Of course, they could have been a starter since 2017. As a member of the safety, he was surprised about the move. He found out about the move. Sorry, man. I went to USC. If you get thirsty, you can drink your shirt. Uh, earlier today, uh, as you know, he uh, has 78 tackles and three INTs. He is 26 years old. He wasn't playing as well as he did a year ago, ladies and gentlemen, but he still had 20 tackles in five games for Detroit this season. Uh, of course, he found out the news earlier this afternoon from Coach Matt Patricia. As a result, ladies and gentlemen, Howard, he was said to be very emotional, very upset about the move, Howard, and, of course, is on his way to Seattle as of tonight. Meanwhile, Howard, the NBA uh, regular season is going to be getting started tonight, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, oh, boy, you talk about two great games, Howard. we got some good ones here to start out the season. First, at 8 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, the defending NBA champion Toronto Raptors will be opening up their home season, Howard, minus Kawhi Leonard as they will take on the New Orleans Pelicans, minus their big gun, Zion Williamson. Zion, of course, uh, earlier yesterday found out he would be out the next two months due to an ankle injury. Uh, fortunately, it's not the whole season, but still regardless, however, uh, it is a big blow for the Pelicans, nevertheless. As a result, they will be heading up to the Great White North of our good friend, King of the Road, Gerard T. Smith's neck of the woods, T-Town itself, Toronto, as they will host the Raptors. And then the Battle of Los Angeles, this is going to be a great game. I cannot wait for this game to commence. It's only on in about three hours from now. It will be LeBron James, Anthony Davis, the debut of Anthony Davis as a Laker, ladies and gentlemen, after being traded away from the Pelicans this past summer to the Lakers. And, yes, LeBron James, however, along with uh, 
The Lakers, Howard, will be taking on Kawhi Leonard and the LA Clippers in the Battle of Los Angeles at the Staples Center. The question is, who will be the king of Los Angeles this year, and who will be the king of the night here tonight in this opener? Well, we'll have to wait and see, folks, but it's going to be a great game. You can bet tonight, however, as the Battle of LA will commence between the Lakers and the Clippers. Uh, some college football news to report, however, as you know, of course, some big games coming up this week. Uh, let's take a look and tell you what games are going to be on tap this week, including the following. Uh, Oklahoma and Kansas State will be playing each other at high noon. Uh, Wisconsin, Ohio State, that's the big game to keep an eye on. Wisconsin coming off a very tough loss, however, if you will. Ladies and gentlemen, um, last week they did lose, of course, to Illinois after being a four-touchdown favorite against Illinois. They lost on a last-second field goal. They're trying to get back on the beam, however. But uh, the way Ohio State's been playing this year, they're going to have their hands in the horseshoe this Saturday at high noon. That'll be a very big test for them. No doubt about it. However, also, ladies and gentlemen, this week, we will have Penn State taking on Michigan State. That should be a very interesting game. Notre Dame, Michigan, of course, the big game Saturday night under the lights tower at the big house in Ann Arbor. Michigan, of course, coming off that tough loss at Penn State a week ago, trying to get back on the horse, however. They've got a very lucky, very good Irish team, however, led by Brian Kelly, who's coming off the fly, of course, two weeks ago. They uh, also uh, survived a scare against USC. Also, ladies and gentlemen, Saturday night, it will be, believe it or not, BC versus Clemson, California versus Utah in the late night action, and Washington State and Oregon, if you will. So, folks, those are going to be some good games to keep an eye on this Saturday. As far as the game Thursday night goes, uh, it doesn't look too bad. It'll be undefeated SMU, the Pony Mustangs, however, and the Express of 7-0, traveling down to Houston, despite the fact that there's been some very nasty weather in Texas as of late due to some hurricanes and winds and all sorts of craziness. And by the way, we do want to send out our thoughts and prayers to those people in Texas right now who have been dealing with that kind of weather over the last couple of days. As a result, they will be playing one another, let's just say, uh, this Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen, that should be a very exciting night of action on Thursday night football this week. Also, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of college, however, earlier today we heard reports uh, from Mark Shelbach, who announced this earlier today. The NCAA has placed South Carolina's football program on probation for one year after reaching a negotiated resolution agreement to close an investigation into off-campus contact between the assistant coach and a recruit just last year. According to the statement, however, the NCAA fined the Gamecocks $10,000 and that the unnamed assistant coach and impermissible off-campus contact with the recruit last May. The coach also sent 13 text messages to the prospective athlete who was a sophomore in high school at the time from early last January to this last last summer. Sources told ESPN that the defensive lineman, DeMonte Capehart of IMG Academy, who committed to Clemson Howard late last summer, however, was the recruit in question. At the time, however, the sources said that the unnamed assistant coach is former USC defensive line coach Lance Thompson, who of course now works as Florida Atlantic's recruiting coordinator, D-line coach. Thompson left the Gamecocks this past uh, March, however, after three seasons with South Carolina. Now, under the agreement, South Carolina coach Will Muschamp can have off-campus recruit, however, with 10 recruits during a two-week contact during the summer had, and the Gamecocks had to stop recruiting Cape Park. As a result, however, South Carolina officials said that they took several other corrective actions, including banning the entire coaching staff from any off-campus recruiting activity for the first two weeks this past spring the evaluation period, and the first four weeks of this upcoming fall evaluation period. Also, a reduction of 12 evaluation days, however, from the past year, and a restriction in telephone text communication with recruits for a two-week stretch that began just a week ago. Athletic Director Ray Tanner said the following earlier this afternoon, however, and it issued statement to ESPN these comments. Once our compliance staff learned of the violations in question, we conducted a thorough internal review and work closely with the NCAA in the handling of this matter. We are diligent in our efforts, both proactively and reactively, and when issues arise that counter our culture, we are quick to respond with corrective measures. So unfortunately, folks, South Carolina got a little bit in trouble with uh, the NCAA, if you will, with this whole uh, thing, if you will. Uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, we can tell you that earlier today, ladies and gentlemen, the XFL announced our uh, the schedules for the eight teams that will be playing next year, including the Tampa Bay Vipers, the St. Louis Battlehawks, the New York Guardians, the Seattle Dragons, the LA Wildcats, the DC Defenders, John's hometown team, the Dallas Renegades, and the Houston Roughnecks. And folks, here is the way the schedule is looking as of right now, ladies, and we can tell you this is the way it is shaping up. Of course, the first game will be held coming up, ladies and gentlemen, in John's neck of the woods, however, 
Well, uh, Saturday after the Super Bowl, it'll be the Seattle Dragons heading to the nation's capital for a 2 o'clock kickoff game against the Washington, D.C. Defenders Tower. And then at 5 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be L.A. traveling to Houston. Those games will be on ABC and Fox, ladies and gentlemen. Plus, the next day, however, they will have two more games, however, that include Tampa Bay, the Vipers traveling to New York, and St. Louis heading to Dallas. Those games will be on Fox on on Fox as well as ESPN. But folks, let's tell you right now how the DC Defenders home schedule, that is John's hometown team that will be playing at Audi Field, that seats only 25,000 folks, how and here's the way their schedule looks, however. They will open up the home season with two straight home games in Seattle, New York, however, at 2 p.m. The following week, however, the 23rd, will be a 6 o'clock game at Los Angeles, followed by a March 1st game at 7 o'clock against the Tampa Bay Vipers. Then the following Sunday at 3 p.m. at home against St. Louis. Home the following Sunday at 4 o'clock against Dallas. Howard, those games will be on FS1, by the way. Followed by the 22nd Howard game at Houston. That game is at 6 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen. Followed by the 28th, they will be back home against Tampa at 2 p.m. in Washington this time. Followed by a road game Airport in New Jersey, however, against the New York Guardians. And then they close out the season, Howard, at St. Louis at 3 p.m., however, on the 12th of April. So, folks, uh, overall, how are we looking at D.C.'s uh, first year in the XFL? They only have five home playoff games, five play, play game, home games this year, and that could be challenging, to say the least. Now, other teams, as we said, include New York, St. Louis, Tampa, Dallas, Houston, L.A., and Seattle. We're going to go over all these team schedules, however, because tonight, how we feel like it, how So we're going to tell you about each team's schedule and break it down for your X's and O's. Uh, up next, ladies and gentlemen, in the Eastern Division is New York, and here's the way their schedule shapes up. They will open up their home season against Tampa Bay. Then they travel to D.C., however, followed by a game at St. Louis the following week on the 23rd. That's a 3 o'clock game, by the way. That will be on ESPN. Then, of course, they will be home against L.A. the following day at 2 p.m. at Dallas, which will be a 5 o'clock game on March 7. Home against Houston at 2 o'clock, however, the following Saturday, the Saturday before St. Patrick's Day, if you will. The following Sunday, the 22nd at 3 p.m. in Seattle. Home against Seattle at 5 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, on a very Saturday night hour on the 28th. Home against uh, D.C. on the 4th, which is a 2 o'clock game. And then they will wrap up the season the 12th at Tampa Bay, ladies and gentlemen. That is a 6 o'clock game, ladies and gentlemen, and that will be on FS1. So looking at their schedule here, uh, really when you think about it, ladies and gentlemen, uh, looking at it right now, 2, 3, 4, 5. Again, they, too, have five home games, but, folks, they're going to have some big challenges right out of the gate considering the fact, however, that, uh, believe it or not, how looking ahead at their uh, one, two, three. Right now, three of their first uh, six games are pretty much uh, home, however, and then later in the season, how they have a real tough stretch, however, should have an easy stretch maybe the rest of the way. Meanwhile, the St. Louis Battlehawks, let's talk about their schedule and tell you how they're opening up their schedule. They will open up the first two games on the road at Dallas and Houston. That's 5 o'clock and 6 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen. Then home against the Guardians, Seattle. They go to D.C. at Tampa, home against L.A. at New York, home against Tampa, and then they close out the season at home against D.C. Um, I'll tell you right now, looking at that schedule right there, I think St. Louis has a pretty easy home schedule this year out of all the teams so far in the Eastern Division. Uh, granted, of course, uh, they're on the road three of the first five games, but then they have a real tough, easy home stretch the rest of the way. We'll see what the Battle Hawks are capable of. But again, they will not have their first home game until the 23rd, ladies and gentlemen, when the Guardians of New York come into town. And that game will be, of course, at 3 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, on ESPN. Meanwhile, however, looking ahead, however, the final team in the division of the Eastern Division is the Tampa Bay Vipers. Let's tell you what the Vipers are capable of this year. Okay, I see John is now back with us. John, welcome back. Oh, it was hell getting that game. <laughs> ben, well, we're just going over the XFL schedule right now. I just I was going over some of the team schedule. I'll go over your team schedule in just a second. Here's Tampa Bay's schedule, ladies and gentlemen, in case you're wondering. Do you think we have time about. to do a moment tonight? I think we are right after I get the Tampa Bay schedule done. Yeah, do you have one? Uh, not not tonight, but you go ahead and do it. Okay. Okay, well, anyway, folks, uh, here's Tampa Bay's schedule real quick. We'll let you know about that. And John, I'll keep watching the superstar moment of the evening. Here's the way the Viper schedule looks like, ladies and gentlemen. They will open up at New York and Seattle, home against Houston and D.C., 
at LA, home against St. Louis and Dallas. Uh, after going to LA, home against St. Louis and Dallas. FC, however, mind you, have to be home against. Like Anil said yesterday, I was I was I was rushing like a race, like a racing car, trying to trying to get back. <laughs> That's right, no problem. At 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 uh, St. Louis, ladies and gentlemen, and then they'll close out the season at home against New York. So that schedule the Vipers. Now, John, I just uh, was reporting on DC schedule. Here is your schedule for your DC defenders that will be opening up the XFL season. I don't know if you saw this yet or not, but I posted it earlier today. And this is from FBS schedules. This is their schedule. They will open up their season at home February 8th at 2 o'clock at Audi Field against Seattle. The following week at 2 o'clock against New York, also at 2 p.m. At LA on the 23rd of Sun, which will be a Sunday, 6 o'clock against the Wildcats in Los Angeles. At Tampa Bay, that's a 7 o'clock game. That's on ESPN2. Then they're back home, however, at a rare 3 o'clock game, however, on the 8th against the Battlehawks of St. Louis. Home against Dallas the following Sunday at 4 o'clock, however. Then at Houston at 6 o'clock the following Sunday. The 28th, they're home against Tampa Bay at 2 p.m. The fourth, they're at New York, however, that's a 2 o'clock game. And then they close out the season at St. Louis, however, on the 12th at 3 p.m. So they got five home games this year. But uh, you talk about a big challenge, however. I mean, four of your first six games are home. And that should favor you guys. But overall, it should be a very, very challenging I think schedule. it should. But they get the first game of the XFL season. By the way, John, that Seattle-Washington game, in case you're curious, that'll be on ABC. They'll be televising that opening game. That'll be the Saturday after the Super Bowl, because also that day they will have LA and Houston on Fox, and then the following day will be Tampa Bay at New York, and then St. Louis at Dallas on Fox and ESPN. So there you go. Now, as far as moment of the night goes, Howard, yes, John wanted to point out a great moment tonight. And I picked a real good moment tonight, ladies. And we're going to take you back in 1995, ladies and gentlemen, to Halloween Havoc that year in Detroit, Michigan, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, this is one of the more unique moments, how I thought about this moment all day, and I know you're very happy about it, John. So let's talk about it right now. Here are the list of champions going into the event. Hulk Hogan has been your world champion since July of 94. Sting since June, however, however, has been your U.S. champion. Harlem Heat, just 24 hours before, became your new World Tag Team Champions on Saturday night. And Diamond Dallas Page, within the past month, has been your World's Television Champion. This, of course, was held at the legendary Detroit uh, Cobo Hall Arena in Detroit Rock City. Your hosts, of course, are Bobby the Brain Heenan and Tony Schiavone. Now, first match of the evening, of course, is Diamond Dallas Page putting up the title with the Diamond Doll, a.k.a. Kimberly and Max Muscle versus Johnny B. Dad, a.k.a. Mark Merrow. Johnny B. Dad at one point was the Diamond Doll's love, love interest, if you will, before Diamond Dallas stole, uh, let's just say, the Diamond Doll away from Johnny B. Dad. This would be one of the last times we would see Mark Merrow, a.k.a. Johnny B. Dad, in WCW. This goes 17 minutes long, and as a result, however, Johnny B. Dad wins the title, however, and shortly thereafter, however, he would hold for a brief while before heading off to the WWE. The story here was, of course, Diamond Dallas Page and Max Muscle cost bad, however, his U.S. title shot by slashing his title, tires to make him super late for a title match with Sting. As a result, Page then won the title on a forfeit, but then Diamond Dallas Howard found out that Johnny B. Bad went to the committee and said it wasn't fair, and as a result, this set up the match that would decide it, however, even though DDP was the champion. However, he did not win this match here. And as a result, we saw what happened, and that was Johnny B. Bad winning the title back a second time. Your thoughts about this one? Wow. Great way to kick off Halloween Havoc. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Very good point, indeed, John. Thank you very much. Up next, the Marshman. Oh, yeah, dig it. Randy Savage taking on the Zodiac, ladies and gentlemen. This didn't go very long, about a minute and a half. Your thoughts about this one? <laughs> yeah, it didn't go very well for Zodiac. No, it did not. And the funny thing about Zodiac, Zodiac would use a theme music that maybe Sirius Jr. would uh, use later on, six months later. Hey, was Zodiac British Beefcake at that time? Yes. Yes, he was. I believe he was. Yes, he was. Well, him and Beefcake had, well, Savage and Beefcake had pretty good matches in WWE. That one in WCW Halloween having 95. Huh. Not even, not even close to 11 minutes. Yes, oh yes, I would agree. Up next, of course, ladies and gentlemen, a very interesting match. 
Kurosawa has broken Road Warrior's Hawk uh, arm back at the Clash, and now Hawk is looking for revenge. Kurosawa, of course, was led to the ring by Colonel Rob Parker. Surprisingly, Kurosawa defeated Hawk here, however, mind you, however, with a questionable finish. Your thoughts about this one? Okay. That was questionable, all right. Thank you very much, John. Up next, of course, a very interesting match here, however, that was pretty bad, however, if you will. Sabu, believe it or not, trying his luck in WCW at the time after being fired from ECW, came in with his uncle, the original Sheik, taking on Mr. JL, Jerry Lynn. As a result, however, believe it or not, Sabu won this match, however, believe it or not, and afterward, his uncle, the Sheik, threw a fireball right in Jerry Lynn's face. As a result, however, Sabu would be fired three days after this, however, and return to ECW about two weeks later and show up at the November to remember. Your thoughts about Sabu's one-off appearance against Mr. JL here in WCW, Jerry Lynn. And I thought WCW was getting edgier at that time, but why throw a fire? Why, why throw a fire? Why was Bischoff upset about the fireball incident? I mean, I wouldn't have done it myself, too. Yeah. Well, I, if people... I, I'd allow it. <laughs> Well, we know that Sabu had had a falling out with Paul Heyman earlier that year, and there was a lot of talk he might go back to Japan. There was a lot of talk WWE was showing a little interest, but WCW is so interested in Sabu, and him staying only just a few months, how it really surprised me here. Go figure. Up next, of course, a very interesting match here, ladies and gentlemen, that had some, some ramifications. Lex Luger versus the Monster Ming, however. Luger, of course, had shown up the month before to start the Monday Night War, if you will, and, of course, Luger was a tweener at this time, he was facing heel. Not many people didn't know what he stood for, but as a result, however, he ended up, however, believe it or not, however, winning this match by trying to help his man Ming pick up the win here, and as a result, Ming got disqualified. Your thoughts about this one? Ah, that was an okay contest. Yes, I would be there. Up next, a very interesting tag team match that had some interesting implications. Ric Flair and Sting, however, not the best of friends and not the uh, not the best of friends here on this night, but they have one common enemy, and it turned out to be all for naught. Sorry about that. We had our uh, little mascot running here in the studio here, folks. As a result, they took on Arn Anderson and, of course, Brian Pillman. As a result, this was uh, set up all along and formed the horsemen of Anderson, Flair, and Pillman attacking Sting with a train Sting. Sting told Flair... If he stabbed him in the back, he would get him. Well, let's just say he tried to get him, and in the end, Howard kind of went back back on the stinger. Your thoughts about this one with the stinger and Flair and them, Howard ended up uh, losing here uh, as Aaron Pillman and Flair betrayed the stinger here. Oh, yes. I remember this match very well. Yes, yes, indeed. Very good point, indeed. Then, of course, we had an interesting match before we got to... Uh, the uh, big main event, if you will, Randy Macho Man Savage versus Lex Luger. As a result, however, Lex ends up beating the Macho Man here, however, surprisingly, however, as Luger was pulling double duty on this night, defeating the Macho Man. Your thoughts about this one? Well, it was better than Savage and Zodiac, but but at least you could have given Luger and Savage time to wrestle in the WWE, too. That's very true. There was talk at one time they wanted to do that. Now, next week, folks, before we get into our final moment here, we want to tell you that next week, I think, John, you're going to like hearing this, huh? Next week, I picked another great Halloween Havoc moment right now, and I'm asking everyone to cast their votes right now, however, if they want to, or if you want to uh, weigh your opinion, you can also message me on Facebook. I am torn between two great moments right now. I'm deciding either Halloween Havoc 1997 or, or Halloween Havoc 92, Spin the Deal, Spin the wheel, make the deal. So, folks, we're asking you out there right now, who are listening to us here tonight, who wants to see Halloween have 92 or 97, cast your vote right now. The polls are open until 6.30 p.m. next Tuesday, folks. You can message me on Facebook with your opinion or message John as well on Facebook as well and uh, cast your vote with him or me, however, and we'll see how many people we get, however, out of the people who want to see which of one of those moments we'll cast as a, a great moment in time goes next week. Now, John, we're going to get to the big moment of the evening, ladies and gentlemen, the most exciting, if you want to call it, moment of the evening. 
The monster truck match between Hulk Hogan and the Giant, if you will, we're going at it, ladies and gentlemen. And this is on the uh, Giant's uh, DVD, a big, big, show, big show, big world. I do have this DVD, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I can tell you that. However, as a result, it was the World Heavyweight Champion, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, and the Hulkamania truck, if you will, taking on the monster, the Giant, if you will. We saw uh, a very interesting moment prior to this, however, as these two guys would go head-to-head, truck-to-truck, and in the end, they start battling outside of the trucks after the truck rally was over, and at one point, we thought the giant fell over the Cobo Hall arena. As it was all, Hope was all worried and scared and panicky and everything like that, and we thought that something had happened to the big show, a.k.a. the giant. As a result, surprisingly, however, that wasn't the case here, believe it or not. But then we see Lex Luger show up. We see Macho Man show up, however, to just try to make things interesting, however. Then we see a masked zombie-like character known as the Yeti, if you will. I'm the Yeti! And surprisingly, however, we saw the Yeti, however, was a part of Kevin Sullivan's stable, along with Lex Luger, who basically betrayed Hogan, betrayed Savage, and betrayed everyone, including Hogan's manager, Jimmy Hart, who also, along with Luger and Sullivan and his entourage, attacked Hogan and betrayed Hogan and Savage in the process. As a result, surprisingly, the match ended in a disqualification, but surprisingly, however, the Giant won the belt here in what was a very confusing finish. As a result, however, at the time, however, prior to this, Hogan stated, however, that in his contract, however, if the Giant should win, however, or should he lose by disqualification, however, referring to Hogan, however, then he would give up the belt. Well, surprisingly, however, the Giant won the belt here. And let's just say the fans in Cobo Hall were absolutely befuddled. We were just sitting there with our jaws open and in shock and in absolute anger and disgust. I ask you your thoughts for the final match as far as Halloween Havoc 95. Now, this to me was very confusing. Yes. Oh, yes, I would agree. I would definitely agree with you there. Uh, overall, however, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you say you would rate this Halloween Havoc show? To me, this was about a 6 out of 10, I thought. Uh, 6. Yes, yes, very good point indeed. Well, folks, there you have it, Howard. Those, those are thoughts, Howard, again, as far as, like I said. All uh, right, man. Well, I'm going to see you all in Revolution. All right, you go ahead. I'm going to uh, do some things real quick here, ladies and gentlemen. And again, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank John for coming on the line. John, we'll let, hear from you in a little bit. And, of course, as we said, good luck to your boys tonight. A very crucial game one, to say the least. At minimum, yes, sir. Between shows are cold. That should be a dandy. We'll see you at 9. Yes, sir. All right, see you then. Bye. All right, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we do want to thank him for joining us here tonight, folks. Of course, as we said, Next week, folks, we're going to have a great show for you, Howard. I mean, we're going to have another great Halloween Havoc moment for you in time. Again, folks, we ask you, and, of course, John is asking you as well as me, Howard, personally, Howard, those of you who are uh, wondering how, what our moment's going to be next week, cast your vote now, Howard. Cast it early. Cast it often, however. Until next Tuesday, Howard, we will have the poll open, Howard. And right now we're asking you out there, what moment do you want to see of Halloween Havoc next week? Do you want to see Halloween Havoc 92, Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal, where you saw Sting take on Jake the Snake Roberts, as well as some other matches? Or do you want to see Halloween Havoc 97, Mask vs. Title, one of the greatest cruiserweight matches of all time, Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. And also, folks, Rey Mysterio, excuse me, not Rey Mysterio, Randy Macho Man, ooh, yeah, dig it, Savage versus Diamond Dallas Page in a Las Vegas street fight. Do you want to see that? Folks, we ask you that because we're going to want to hear your thoughts about that next week. So, folks, be sure to check that out next week, however, when we have episode number 191, ladies and gentlemen, of Lessons Revisited. Anyway, folks, uh, we will talk to you again at 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, when Mr. WCW comes into the studio. We're going to have a lot to discuss tonight, of course, as you know, ladies and gentlemen. It should be a very exciting night of action. We're going to talk about, of course, the aftermath of what was a very, very perplexing, very uh, 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 like I said, very uh, unique show, ladies and gentlemen. Last night, however, as far as what went down, ladies and gentlemen, however. So that being said, we will be back on the air here in just a little while, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, just give us a second here. We're just trying to get something done here, but folks, we're having. Subaru presents the underdogs.
Like I said, we have a lot to talk about Nine for coming up uh, at 9 o'clock. Don't forget, uh, tomorrow night uh, we will have two of our three shows fans to do a prior commitment, but we'll be back on Friday night, however, with both of them. And at, no, and at different times, like I said, we'll let you know more about that, ladies and gentlemen, here tomorrow night as well. Uh, again, 9 o'clock tonight, Revolution, we'll have the Raw recap for you, and also tomorrow night as well, 138055-pound. So I'm about the birthdays and dates. GTS and I will have any headlines for you tonight. But tomorrow night, GTS will be flying solo with one of our other regulars, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully. Ladies and gentlemen, as he will be handling the desk, news desk by himself. Uh, folks, uh, thank you so very much for joining us this evening. It's been a good night. We hope you've enjoyed it. And we will talk to you again coming up at 9 o'clock here for Revolution. And as we say goodnight to you, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have another great oldie cranked up for you, ladies and gentlemen, on Deep Purple, ladies and gentlemen, from the Shades of Deep Purple, their debut album of 1968, Rod Evans, Richie Blackmore, Nick Stimper, ladies and gentlemen, and yes, folks, John Lord, along with Ian Payas, rocking us on the drums, ladies and gentlemen. We've played this so many times on all of our shows, Howard. It's one of our favorites, Howard. So now, ladies and gentlemen, as we say goodnight to you from... The Wrestling Time Machine Show, we're going to crank it up a little bit with Deep Purple on their debut album, ladies and gentlemen. Hush. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great night, and we'll see you on the flip side. So, for the Human Suplex Machine, this is the Iceman saying so long from ringside, and we'll catch you on the flip side very, very soon. And now, our closing theme for the evening, Deep Purple with Hush.
enjoyed that game we'll see you soon good night Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.